So a growing profound understanding and that I've been one of these insights that has been avoided until now. It's one of these things that when something is hiding from you and then you kind of have to learn it, a life lesson, an insight, something that has been on your mind, but you've been hiding it, right? This can happen a lot. Some of you will not be pressing play. Some of you will not check your notifications. However, this podcast was delivered, however you chose for it to be delivered to you. Because it's very intense and very controversial to what, depending on how we were raised, you're either going to be in full alignment and just love this connection and just be all in this experience where you're going to absolutely hate and be in denial and in distrust. So, when we are kind of expressing in understanding of ourselves and we are having a lot of time and we get into this space of like reflecting or expressing something or letting go of something. How do you express these emotions? Especially um, sometimes you're grieving over something. Sometimes you've lost something and it's a loss. Sometimes there's been many things you have to let go of or sometimes something change changes <clears throat> how is it that you process and maybe you're doing this kind of alone and it's more of like a call to communicate but how do you process and then As you think about that, remember back when you were parented by your parents or guardians, foster care, whatever the case may be for you, grandparents, siblings, whoever kind of raised you. How were you taught to express emotions? How were you taught to process? How were you taught to deal with things? This is perhaps the biggest the biggest way to understand you the biggest indicator
of the way that you were raised. Some of you, again, who are in full agreement, full alignment, may really be in love with the passion, the expression, the letting go, the teardrops, all of that. While others find it to be shameful, attention-seeking, drama, maybe even counterintuitive, distracting. You'll put many labels on this, babyish, immature, sensitive, and uh, that's a whole, that's a whole uh, thought process around sensitive, right? Because we really demonize being sensitive. And um, I can't believe it's taken me until now and all these years of podcasting, especially being on this podcast. It's been almost three years now. Uh, been on here long enough to say that it's, um, I've been doing some serious work up here um, with you on this podcast and sharing the experience. I've never really talked deeply. I, I told you this vision series is getting into some deep stuff and it's an indicator of why we need a vision of why we need a system with multiple parts. Why we feel like there's something missing when our life is not put out in front of us, laid out in front of us for us to interact with. And in understanding this, It creates a lot of division because some of us were raised very differently than others. It kind of starts with the foundation of however you were raised, if you had kind of a feminine and masculine um, partnership that were raising you, like maybe you had a double masculine, double feminine, and maybe some of this was not as heteronormative as you would like to think it was. I've known some pretty healthy When it comes to father figures, you know, relationships, some healthy men that are very, very masculine and take charge and are, you know, the boss and the leader and everything else. But if it comes down to something that is profound for them in life that actually really matters to them, they are not afraid to let it go. They are not... Um, scared or fearful of crying. And it really changed my perspective because when I grew up, I had 
my parents were very, very different. They saw life and processed life and dealt with things very, very differently. They had some introverted tendencies in common somewhat, um, in, and they processed those in even different ways. So even the things they had in common, they processed in different ways. Like, I'm really surprised they got together. Like, their whole philosophy was just so different. But the things they had in common, they couldn't even agree on. So I had kind of a somewhat more traditional upbringing in certain ways, like feminine and masculine. My, like, my mom was very much about expression and emotion and over communication and talking and therapy and crying and that kind of thing. My dad was very much about like let's have let's talk about it only if it brings about kind of action and some kind of energy or teaching involved and let's be very very practical about it and let's work hard and neither way is really wrong you know mom taught you express yourself and your emotions and you allow yourself to be heard and you communicate when something's wrong and dad taught you speak and communicate clearly and you practicalize your next steps of what you're going to do and you make sure that your next steps help others rather than harm others and they both taught in again different ways um but it was like this this traditional feminine masculine feminine masculine upbringing and I never really understood any other way I mean my mom was expected to cook and clean and she really loved being a mom and she loved she enjoyed it with all her heart but she really wanted to be independent and work and back then in those days um it was cool to have like where you were involved in the community but it wasn't really it was more seen as like unsatisfied or like something was wrong if you had to go work like people did it but it was like it's only if you have to kind of thing it was it wasn't seen as like I want to have a I want to be a parent and I love being a parent but I also want a career and I've in my parenting have considered all of these because I wanted so bad for us to have a home that I have said in the past, you know, if I had to be that mom, I could do it. But I also knew full well that if I had to be that stay-at-home mom, that I could do it because of I would not get depressed or bored necessarily because of the outlet that we have here on the podcast, because of social media. I feel like I could still kind of have a creative career if anything even if it's all volunteer some kind of community around me even if it's all virtual like if it has to be that way if it had to be that way ever I know that I could actually do it nowadays I don't think I could say the same in the 80s and 90s though when you didn't really have a lot of choices I know you had to though but you didn't really have a lot of choices back then and you know thank god for the miracle of technology now um and things like that but 
I've seen other households and I don't want to get overly personal for the sake of like privacy and and just consideration for others because some of you that listen know me very personally and you'll know exactly kind of who I'm talking about maybe um different families that we've known and that we've been a part of and things like that so that's fine but I just um I'm starting to be a little more aware of privacy concerns um I'm kind of an open book in my own life, um, as long as, you know, as long as everybody's safe and healthy, I'm kind of an open book in my own life, and that's what allows me to create and do this deep work, but not everybody is, and I want to respect that, but there have been other families where the man is a professional chef, and I've never really seen that, like, you hear about it, and you see, like, TV shows, and but you never see it like in, in real, what you, I mean, it's real life, but you know, you never see it in everyday life. Like, and my dad actually did take turns cooking on a small scale and helping and, and, and cleaning. So it wasn't like he just worked and then didn't do anything around the house. And my stepmom actually also, uh, worked very hard and was all about, you know, she loved being a mom too, but she was all about her career as well as being a mom. And she had like that full-time career as equally as my dad. And I think that was a big difference. Uh, my mom is more of a businesswoman and loved like side hustles. And she didn't do well in regular jobs. And I understand why, because she loved working for herself. And she did much better if she was doing a service for somebody like cleaning houses um, or even just community, um, contributions. Like, she did much better when it came to, like, directly for people. Um, and so I understand where she comes from a lot more now, um, than I used to, because I didn't, you know, we weren't, we didn't talk about, like, um, any kind of business starting or entrepreneurship. Like, it was really, really looked down on, which is the whole other thing that, that this non-traditional family where the man might be a chef um the woman might be working jobs to kind of keep supported throughout the family and the man might also be doing a job as as like a chef and then he could be also doing like roofing work something as as masculine as that or whatever right um but it's more of a whatever kind of works whatever works kind of family in that sense, right? And um, he could be roofing and kind of painting and climbing and hiring other people to work under him one minute and the next minute could be letting something go in tears that meant something to him. Now, why the hell is this important? Why the hell is this important? You might ask, I mean, really? Why is this something to be proud of? Because it takes a certain strength to even get comfortable enough to cry. Like it takes a certain strength to find that comfort. And if others can be there and connect with you on that level, that's cool. But it could feel very cold to somebody who expresses that way and others aren't 
like onboard comforting because they were raised to comfort and be comforted and things like that. And so it's kind of one aspect of it. But the other aspect of it is if you find yourself expressing a lot of emotions, a lot, like really often, especially in new life changes or in um, new seasons of life, new phases, or just you're having a hard time keeping it on your own and people are asking like, they're scared because they can't really handle crying and they might see it as like a sign of weakness and what you're recognizing when you're strong enough to let it all go is that you are actually strong in doing this and that you need to process your emotions and this is the biggest indicator for a vision sometimes that is on a google a google calendar um and it could very well be that i find that it works in certain parts of my system but not all parts sometimes it's in your journal your notepad your pen sometimes it's in a digital journal with a password or you know a kind of app that's unlimited in your writing where you don't have to buy paper and pencils and pens and all that good stuff or you find that you're shopping for yourself for an app like this or for um the perfect style of notebooks pens papers and it's your process it's your work it's it's your deep work and allows you to be yourself and express all of these things even more discreetly if you find that expressing your emotions is drawing a lot of attention or people are just they're going to be mean about it because maybe their parents shamed it and this is mostly going to come from like because in our culture we're kind of taught that the mom is supposed to be feminine and you know from kind of that perspective moms have a lot of stereotypes that we have to live up to and if we are non-traditional in any way we're hated on and I'm even talking the very hateful older generational moms out there who hate on us millennials like even you guys have had your own share of hate hence why you hate in the first place um and so there are, might be some moms that are more tomboyish they might find that they are okay with crying when they grow a little bit more in their life uh excuse the background because of their they kind of are wise to that you know what i'm not weak i'm just having to let go of this emotion i'm experiencing this it's kind of like if you don't go to the bathroom it's gonna bottle up inside and explode like you need to find a place a space to do your deep work and sometimes that is simply um your vision needs to be put together and you need to treat yourself to time for yourself in doing that um whether it is planning your life on a calendar or a number of different ways of journaling and taking notes um that you put together that have is a multiple part system like what i've got going on um where it all kind of works together and i'll probably never discount or take away any parts that have been working over the past few years like apple google notion i've just had to i think take a break from them in order to process because sometimes it gets so technical that you're not actually processing your deep work properly 
and um but i've thought about this and have not really i've thought about it from time to time but never this on a deep level like this now that i'm processing my own kind of deep work it feels honest enough to myself to even talk to you about this because people demonize being sensitive and there's a huge strength and a huge awareness in being sensitive because you can sense others pain you can sense others anger and if you get yelled at and you were brought up getting yelled at a lot but you were also brought up to express emotions maybe you were brought up to on one side of your family it's okay to over talk if you're really expressive and your emotions are releasing and you can't control you can't control it you don't have to control it and on the other side of your family you were taught no don't over talk someone listen it's very very rude and it makes the other person feel unheard and upset that you're not listening to what they have to say even if because they might even agree with you but you're missing out on what they have to say and you're not connecting with them when you're caught up in your own emotions and you're not able to speak clearly but then on the other hand when you're not able to have the space to talk yourself and they can listen and you're not able to express your own emotions that's where it's it gets kind of crazy and you explode so you know having the balance of both maybe you find yourself just you're working on something because a lot of the deep work is going to be very lonely it's going to be you're going to be alone in it your relationships are going to change in this whether that's more opening up or more um, about spirituality and less about romance or more about partnership and less about companionship because there's kind of a difference and I'll definitely do an episode on that because uh, partnership is kind of living and building a life together with all of life's duties and you have you can have your time together that is um why your partner's in the first place like you can have that time together and be separate within your life and still be building together and still be connected even when you're not together and then you can have that where you have your time of companionship together but partnership is more about the structure of that and companionship is more about the content. And so and you can definitely have companionship in multiple relationships in different ways, friends, family, chosen family, chosen, you know, the friends that you really consciously choose um, and other types of any kind of relationships, family, siblings, um, any of these kinds of things. But your deepest work is done on your own and then if you can connect and share the insights with those that are open it's really awesome and you're definitely heard in this way and I've been really happy and grateful to do this here on the podcast with you to share all of this and to connect with you guys on a deeper level in you guys' own relating to me and in my own relating to you I hope that I'm allowing you to understand this kind of openness and connection and experience but um it's 
not that the other person is being cold on purpose when they don't understand like why somebody might be upset or crying or whatever it's because they were taught and shamed for it and they're a little bit weak in their fear about it and you're strong because it's the reason why I say like it's actually it takes a lot of strength to cry not to justify anything or to justify being hysterical or out of control with your emotions but it's kind of like if you it's very embarrassing because it's like imagine if you maybe you're okay with being like nude in front of somebody right like or you're you know you've been with them long enough you've known them long enough or you're just you're okay with kind of expressing in that way and certain elements of it is fine but let's say you then you're standing up you're you're in the nude with other people in front of you and you just start shitting everywhere and it's like you get diarrhea pouring out of you that is a little embarrassing that's what crying does your heart is pouring out your emotions and it could be you're crying out of frustration because your job didn't go well like it doesn't have to be anything like huge you could have roofed and put together shing you know got the shingles on the roof and you're just frustrated to tears like it could be the most masculine job that just frustrates you to tears or it could be simply that the house won't get clean or that it simply could be changes people change as they grow long enough it can be a number of things and when people don't have the creative capacity to go let's sit down what's going on even when the other person's kind of crazy and in trying to I, this is the kind of deep work I actually love but I'm finding a lot of people don't love it and on both sides by the way like I love sitting there with somebody um, holding their hand through their craziness or just sitting there with somebody talking them through their craziness even if it's virtually or whatever I, I absolutely I'm in love with this kind of work um, I honestly think this kind of work is very profound but it takes a lot of like strength and what I'm finding now that I'm growing is like just because I was taught and had that kind of an environment doesn't mean that everybody did and that's what makes it very strong and unique and I thank God every day I was raised in this way because I know how to handle that with somebody else even if I don't like it or agree with it or even if I know like well you brought it on yourself even if I know that I'm not going to necessarily feel that in their moment I'm going to be with them in their moment and so sometimes I find it appalling that other people can't do that for each other or that they the way people treat each other or I find it appalling when somebody accuses somebody that if you're having a lot of expressions virtually for instance like with your own creative content or over the phone and you're kind of being a little more open and sharing that with somebody i find it appalling that they will judge that and say well this person's a drama queen or 
whatever. And it's like, no, we all are going through a lot. Like, and I don't even think that that is accurate anymore. That kind of term is like meant for very artificial things. It's not meant for when people are going through things in their life. And I've learned through learning, um, well, obviously you learn through learning, but I've had to understand through learning. I didn't, it didn't come natural for me to know this because I'm like, you see people that are crying and they've cried in their podcast, they've cried on YouTube, they've cried on TikTok. And I actually have come to be less afraid of that. I think there was a time where it's like really scary. Like, is this person okay? Like, it's really scary that they don't have anybody that will even want anything to do with with them and where they're at and who would find it in their strength or in their heart or somewhere to comfort these this person these people whatever and i'm even finding like on tiktok i'm understanding the bravery that people go through and on video it's the whole thing because they're looking at you and you know in the podcast you're very intimate and with your thoughts your deepest thoughts um things like that and so i've come to actually appreciate this kind of art of expression um and there needs to be a lot of balance with this though so that you're not shaming yourself based on the external uh fears and worries and just little weak misunderstandings of others you're not the one that's weak for crying if you're crying it doesn't matter if you're a man a woman a child an adult a they non-binary um identify as transgender like it doesn't even matter any kind of animal alien it's a very big profound strength to acknowledge that you're in a space where you need to release because if you don't, again, if you get constipated, that's not good for anybody because it's not good for your body and your stomach and your health. And it's not good for those that have to wait on you to use the bathroom. So as long as you're in your most comfortable space and you have the right to privacy, if you want the privacy to really let go and think about things and analyze and not have to control everything as long as you're not harming yourself and you're in that kind of a state. I don't see what the problem is and why we shame. Even to this day, we're in 2023 at the time of this. I don't know when you'll be listening to this, but at the time of this, we're in 2023, you know? And there's still so many things that we shame that are unconventional, that are different, that are expressive that are ridiculous and um when i talk about people that bring drama i'm not talking about people that are expressing themselves necessarily i'm talking about those that are cold and who judge and criticize and who for instance talk down about homeless people um knowing that you've been homeless um and people that are just very mean and who've raised um who must have been raised like bullied um in a lot of ways and it's like that's just terrible and they've never really broke out of that cycle and so you just can't you know it's hard to be around them kind of thing 
But the important thing to remember, you don't even have to be a crier to understand this. It's not necessarily about, like, if you don't cry, you're weak. Because that would be another extreme shame. What it really is and what it comes down to is processing your emotions. And if you can get on a very deep level of communication. That's why it's so important to have some kind of vision. So that you understand the only person you have to answer is yourself. And if you can even connect on that deep of a level with others, that is huge. So, really just needed to make this episode. I think it's a good, deep awareness that we need to have and appreciation for the things that aren't constantly artificially happy all the time, but yet are honest. And as real as we can get, even in our dreams, outside of our dreams. Thank you so much for tuning in and connecting. To those of you who dared press play, take care of yourself, take care of your life, take care of each other. Really kind of a difficult episode to make. I hope you've connected in this in your own experience. Whether you want to keep that personal or communicate, that is entirely understandable either way. Some of the most profound episodes, creative pieces that I've found to be the most helpful are the ones that I've kept personal. So I totally get it. And uh, did I mention to take care of yourself? And that is the best way to do that, to process deep work, the hard things. Take care of your life and put all this in front of you if you need to. You know, once you're in the right mood, then take care of each other. Take care of your loved ones if you are really that close. Um, Let them take care of you if you're really that close. And um, definitely we'll stay connected. Stay tuned to yourself.